Hello and greetings, and thank you for tuning in to a new episode of the In Right Standing podcast, a podcast for the unique, the peculiar, and the chosen who want to live right and at the end of the day, be in right standing with life, themselves, and with others. I'm your host, Jada Cofield, and on today's episode, I want to introduce a new podcast segment I will do from time to time called Random Points of Wisdom. Before we get started, if you haven't already heard, you can now watch our full episodes on Roku TV. Visit your Roku channel store and download the InRight Standing Network app. And there we are. We also have a new show called Sewing for Success with Kelly Boss. And that's great for those of you who like to do arts, crafts, and sewing or would like to learn how to sew. If you do not have Roku, you can also see us at www.inrightstanding.tv with all of our shows and live stream. Or as always, tune in to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and just about wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcast. I am sure we are there. Thank you for tuning in and being faithful. Now, let's dive right in. Believe it or not, I'm still on the series of prayer. I just have been sharing and teaching points throughout the different episodes to encourage relationship, fellowship, and communication with the Father. I've been waiting on what to talk about on this podcast for a moment. I had two other messages, but I felt they were not ready to be released as of yet. So I just chilled out and waited for a go. This podcast episode will have a few topics. The message won't be congruent like my other episodes. However, it will be full of insight, knowledge, and wisdom. So here we go. Over the last months and weeks, my conversations with others have been centered around discipleship. I saw a quote the other day that said, winners don't need motivation. They need discipline. I have to agree somewhat with that. It's needed badly. Most people I encounter are excellent members and are motivated, but poor disciples. It's the applying of the word to my daily life, understanding the matters of the spirit, establishing a relationship with Christ most people lack. I mentioned to you before, I'm not always going to be on here and I do not always have something to say. However, I also stay quiet to discipline my audience. You're very intelligent well-established or growing. And therefore, what I have learned from many of you is that every week would not work for you. Why? Many of you have told me I'm still on this past episode and I've been listening over and over again, which is a very good thing for a teacher to hear. It means it's something you want to learn and want in your heart and spirit. Part of discipleship is applying God's word and walking it out. In other words, a dedicated follower who aims to become like Christ, which most people want to become like this person, excel to the level of success of that individual and that power couple. But whatever happened to desiring the anointing of Jesus Christ, I'm not your weekly fix. I'd rather you see and hear me less and grow more than see and hear me often and stay small. Are we together? We have conditioned people that they need to have a word every week for an emotional and spiritual fix. So we have church, but that's just what it is. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with church, but for most, church is greater in your life than you living out the word of God. But one thing the pandemic has proved to us all 
We don't need church every week. And I am not against the local church pastors nor fellowship. I love God's church. And as a foundation layer, I understand the importance of them all. However, we have been extreme in attendance, but weak in application and discipleship. Let's talk some more. I remember some years ago, I had a very distinctive dream about three people in my life at the time. In waking life, these individuals ranged in age 35 to 65. However, in the dream, one was an infant, another toddler slash child, and another preteen young adult. And I was taking care of all three for a short time. Initially, this dream was concerning. I began to pray to God about this and he revealed and I saw that even though these people were old in age, they were not in the spirit. They were how I had seen them in the dream. Mind you, two of them were leaders and one responsible for a flock. And all three were very adamant churchgoers. Hmm. As I have said to you before in the Bittersweet Podcast, you can grow old in age, but not in wisdom and the spirit. At first, this dream was hard for me. I didn't want to believe it and only understood in part, but I believed the Holy Spirit and trusted him in the process and my interaction with these individuals. A few years later after the dream, I happened to come across a teaching by joshuareich.org, and the link will be in the show notes below. His teaching explained that there are five stages of discipleship. Wow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My dream was spot on. I wasn't off or wrong or making up stuff. When a person walks through the church doors or you and I meet them for the first time, they are in one of the five stages of discipleship. Did you know that? Most people categorize people as saved, unsaved, hot, cold, babe, or adult but it is a little more detailed than that. The first stage of discipleship is the spiritually dead. They don't believe there is a God and they don't believe there is a hell. Christians are intolerant and homophobic people. I've been a good person, so when I die, I will be okay. Even if I haven't been good, I don't care and don't believe in heaven or hell. The second stage of discipleship is an infant. I need church regularly. I've never heard this type of teaching before. Everything is so very new to them, but they can only have milk. I need someone to regularly care for me and seed me, affirm me and support me. Even in their personal relationships, they need and require a lot of attention. I'm baptized and believe, but I still be going through so very much. The devil is active all the time in an infant's life. Satan is always trying to stop them. Sadly, the majority of church members are here, which is a problem within itself. If you look at the ecosystem of a church, you cannot have the majority of the people walking around in diapers and on milk either. You cannot just have the leader or leaders only as the mature ones. Another lesson, another time. The third stage of discipleship we encounter is the child. They can make their own decisions now. Not sure if the church they are at is meeting their needs anymore. They start finding fault with things that before were wonderful to them. They need more of a sense of community and tribe. 
these are usually the ones who say we need a singles ministry, a widow ministry, a ministry for the women, men, children, entrepreneurs, all the men with beards, all the ladies who wear hats and so on and so on. They can be touchy and feelings seem to get hurt now when before they did not so much. Brother so-and-so was rude to me today and sister so-and-so didn't speak to me. But mind you, neither did they. And the fourth stage of discipleship is the young adult. What is this I'm reading? What did you mean, pastor, when you said that? I have gifts I would like to use or am using. I have friends I share the gospel with and bring them with me. Our church is so amazing. There is no other church like ours. The spirit is moving and God is doing great things. And this type of personality, or well, not let me not say personality, but stage of discipleship, you usually find a lot in the younger mega churches. And then there is the fifth type of discipleship and final stage of discipleship, which is the adult who begins to invest in others and starts and recognizes the ministry within and begins to disciple others. I know when I need to fix things in my life, I have accountability partners and people I admire and follow their lead. I am not immature when I am an adult. Now, for those of you who consider yourself an adult, question, are you discipling anyone? What that question does not mean is, yes, I bring people to church. Eh, wrong answer. The beauty of Christ's teaching is that he covered all five areas. One of the reasons Shakespeare was so widely popular during his era was that the language and writing was for the educated aristocrats and the stage performances, costumes and actions were for the not so learned. His plays had something for everyone. When we come to hear the word of God, the human brain must process that which it has learned. Then it must categorize and then reiterate that which was heard. The church was designed to make one thing. However, hearing I can make it is one thing, but the practical application of making it is another. This cannot happen without repetition and challenge. The word of God states in Isaiah 28, 9, whom will he teach knowledge and whom will he make to understand the message? Those just weaned from milk, those drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precepts upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Good study skills are vital to a Christian's walk, studying the word hearing, repeating, applying, messing up, getting it wrong, doing it again is all a part of discipleship, asking questions and having conversations. I know some of you have mentioned some of the In Right Standing podcasts have been used in your Bible study or as Bible studies or a conversation on the phone, or you have taken elements and made them into extended teachings and messages. Good. I want you to discuss, share, and teach what I have said. The Bible says that we as prophets are subject one to another. Take it apart. Think about it throughout the day and apply it. Walk it out. 
I want it to make you mad at moments and cut it off and come back. That's what a sword should do. Cut asunder, divide, slice, spread, and end. A good teacher makes you listen and hear, challenges you, and brings out the best or even the worst in you. And a wise man appreciates those who bring correction. If that's what you've done with this word, then we are in a good place, on track, aligning with God and getting in right standing with him. So kudos to you. I do the same. I mentioned to you before in the Business Women podcast, I have people who question my motives, my ministry, and my messages. Moving on to another random point of wisdom. I hear from God. I believe I hear from God. But I first had to learn to hear from God for myself and about me and not just about others. I remember one of the mothers of the church was stepping down from being head of the prayer department and she chose me to be her next over the department. And she was 70 and I was 23. The transitions between us were smooth and she was always there if I needed anything. But of course, certain members who were older had been there longer and felt they should be the ones in charge. So when they came to prayer, if I said, let's pray at the altar, they would go pray outside and on the grounds of the church. It was hilarious to say the least. And one thing people don't know about me I know how to laugh at the devil openly and to his face because their bad behavior was not going to stop me. To address the issue, God instructed me to teach a short class on prayer before we prayed because there were a lot of people who thought they could pray and I found out they could not. They did not know how to get their prayers answered or a breakthrough. Another topic, another time. One study was on the seven churches and the homework assignment was for each person to pray and be honest with themselves and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to their heart which church were they most operating as. And I told them not to come back and say the Church of Philadelphia. What they didn't know was that the Holy Spirit instructed me to write down each person's name in my prayer time as well, and he told me which church each one of them was. When we returned to prayer, we compared notes. Each one had been honest and wrote the church God had revealed to them down, and it matched the one I wrote as well. We laughed. The purpose of the exercise was, are you going to be honest with yourself or are you going to be able to see everything else in everyone else? I know people who are gifted and prophetic, but pathetic in the reality of their own state of being. Just as mentioned in the Vanity Vainglory podcast, do you know you? You will never have a fruitful relationship with the Father and experience the benefits of the kingdom living a lie. I knew a person who was totally upset and angry with me and my family for something they did to us, as if we did something to them. But I realized for this person's maturity level, it was better for them to blame us so they didn't have to look at themselves and admit the truth of who they are and what they had done. And it happens. You've heard me say before, 99% of the time when we have a problem with another person, it is not them, it's us. 
God is trying to get you to change and see you. He just so happens to be using another person to show you you. God also used this exercise with the women to establish respect among the women with me as a 23-year-old. They knew I could hear from God and they did what I said from that point on. Random points of wisdom. I enjoy doing this podcast. I come in the studio and record and film and I'm like, okay, God, I love the kingdom of God and I love his people. I'm appreciative of life and I hope you are too. We have a lot of work to do and many people are waiting for you, waiting for you to succeed, waiting for you to show them the way, waiting for you to change so they too can believe. My last token of wisdom I remember years ago when I returned from university, I was so on fire and dramatic for God, and I wanted my mother to be this tongue-talking, on-fire, prophetic warrior too. I would be so frustrated with her because she was not what I wanted her to be. I would not even want to be in the same room with her because I was so angry. I would project my dislike for her in my mind onto her, and it either caused me to have a headache or we just would have friction in each other's presence. Until one day, I was praying about her to the Father, and he said, why don't you just let her be who she is as your mother? I guarantee you'll receive more than what you are looking for. He was right. My mother is a superstar in my life, all because I let her be her. Who are we to want to change someone else or mad because they are not who we want them to be, only for me to be found as the problem because I was the one who needed to change, not her. Amen. I end with this. Proverbs 16, 16. How much better to get wisdom than gold? to get insight rather than silver. The highway of the upright avoids evil. Those who guard their ways preserve their lives. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Inright Standard Podcast. And remember, at the end of the day, I want you to be in right standing with yourself, with others, and most importantly, with Christ. Until next time, the Lord be with you. Ha, 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 ha.